the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know that he has had a profound influence in my life as my personal Lord and Savior. I am convinced that if it was not for Jesus Christ, today I would be either dead or in prison. When I first heard those words from Pastor Leighton Sheely, I was, uh, well, surprised to say the least. He's going to share the rest of the story on today's edition of Study Verse by Verse. This is a continuation of a message we began a couple of days ago dealing with why Christmas should be merry, M-E-R-R-Y. And Pastor Layton is in the first chapter of the book of Matthew. Turn there and follow along. It will make the study more memorable, I promise. This is an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And now putting a ribbon on this message, here's Pastor Layton. We're talking about a person of whom more songs have been sung, more books have been written, more art has been commissioned than anyone who has ever lived or ever will. And today, as Christians, we celebrate with a few billion other brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, celebrate, worshiping, honoring, adoring, and ceasing from the mundane affairs of life to remember and celebrate Jesus Christ, who forever has changed the world. Even those who do not accept Jesus as Lord and Savior acknowledge that there is no other person in the history of the world who has had such a profound impact. The non-Christian historian H.G. Wells says, I am a historian, I'm not a believer, but I must confess as a historian that this penniless preacher from Nazareth is irrevocably the very center of history. Jesus Christ is easily the most dominant figure in all of history. Napoleon Bonaparte said, I know men, and I tell you, Jesus Christ is no mere man. Between him and every other person in the world, there is no possible term of comparison. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires upon what we did. We rest the creation of our genius upon force. Jesus Christ founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him. Even Fidel Castro, the communist dictator in Cuba, who does not love Jesus or worship him as we do, says, I've always considered Christ to be one of the greatest revolutionaries in the history of the world. Even people who do not accept him as Savior and Lord acknowledge that history revolves around Jesus. Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, the prince of preachers, says, Christ is the central fact of world history. To him, everything looks forward or backward. All the lines of history converge upon him. All the great purposes of God culminate in him. The greatest and most momentous fact which the history of the world records is the fact of his birth, which, of course, we have come to celebrate today as Christmas. No one in history has more important, influential, or prominent than Jesus. 
Jesus has changed the course of human history. Dr. James Kennedy, the godly pastor of Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, wrote a book entitled, What If Jesus Had Never Been Born?, in which he describes many examples of the benefits mankind has received in the name of and following the example of Jesus. Let me give you just a few examples. Before Jesus came into this world, infanticide and abandonment was common. More than half of the children born never lived beyond eight years. But Jesus loved little children. He told his disciples to let the little children come unto him. And because he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Jesus had no earthly father. Joseph adopted him and raised Jesus as if he was his own son. And throughout Scripture, God reveals his love for the widow and for the orphan. The New Testament describes believers as having been adopted by God, that God is our Father by adoption. Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God, but we are children of God by adoption. And because of Jesus' example, early church believers began adopting children who had been abandoned or rejected, feeding them and caring for them as if they were their own children. And that practice has been passed from generation to generation through the centuries. Many of the orphanages and adoptions were inspired by Jesus. Before Jesus came into this world, women were essentially the property of their husbands. They'd be mistreated and abused with no legal recourse. But Jesus elevated their status and dignity and respect by treating them with dignity and respect, including them amongst his friends and teaching them something the most rabbis would never even consider to do. Before Jesus came into this world, education was reserved only for a few influential men. But Jesus would teach the word of God to vast crowds, including men, women, and children, regardless of their status, wealth, age, gender, race, or any other distinguishing criteria. Jesus taught that the word of God was for everyone. And because of Jesus' model, believers have worked tirelessly over the centuries to translate God's word into every known language and open schools to teach people how to read God's word for themselves. From the time that the pilgrims landed here in America... In the year 1620, for the next 217 years, almost all of the education in the United States of America was private and Christian, so that the Bible could be put in the hands of people, so that they could read the Bible, God's Word, for themselves. Nearly every one of the first 123 colleges and universities in America was founded by Christians with a Christian purpose. Harvard was founded by and begun by a donation by a pastor for the purpose of producing pastors. Dartmouth was brought into existence to train missionaries. Other schools like Oxford, Cambridge, Yale, Princeton, William and Mary Brown, and others were all founded by Christians to train people how they might love the Lord Jesus with all of their minds. As a nation, we have enjoyed the benefits of Jesus' legacy. Most of our nation's founding fathers were believers. Our nation's first president, George Washington, at the moment of his inauguration, knelt and kissed the Bible and then led members of the Senate and the House of Representatives to church for a two-hour worship service, commissioning our nation to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our nation was founded on principles from God's Word. The Declaration of Independence, the document which establishes our foundational principles, states, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created 
equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These principles were taken from God's word by Christians who modeled their values and their principles based on the teaching and example of Christ Jesus. And because Jesus models such care and concern for the sick over the centuries, his followers have established and supported many hospitals to care for the sick. Before Jesus, only the very wealthy could afford physicians. But after Jesus, hospitals were open for the poor, elderly, infirm, and oftentimes staffed with volunteers who are willing to expose themselves to infectious diseases and plagues. Confident that if they succumbed to the disease, they would go to heaven and hear the words, Welcome, thou good and faithful servant. The Red Cross was founded by a Christian to serve those who were in need. It also includes the transformation of the arts and architecture and writing. So many ways. So many ways. The life of Christ Jesus has had a profoundly positive effect on the quality of every aspect of life all around the world. His birth changed everything, and that's why we celebrate Jesus' birth. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why Christmas is merry. That's why we greet one another with the words, Merry Christmas. And he's also given us the ultimate salvation. That when this life and this world has run its course, we're going to spend eternity with him in a place called heaven. I want to ask you a question. We've been talking about what Jesus has done for the world. What has Jesus done in you? What has Jesus done for you? While you start thinking about that, let me tell you a little bit about what Jesus has done for me. I know that he has had a profound influence in my life. That's my personal Lord and Savior. I am convinced that if it was not for Jesus Christ, today I would be either dead or in prison. I used to be a very violent and selfish man. But because of the model of Christ Jesus, the guidance of God's Word, the power of God's Holy Spirit living in me, I am learning to love and share and give generously and be patient even with my enemies. Because of Jesus, I know that God loves me, and I know that God loves others as well. And I know that I need to love others as God loves them. And I know that whatever challenges I face in this life do not begin to compare with the reward that awaits me in eternity. Because of Jesus, I know I am a sinner And I also know that God forgives me of my sin if I confess and repent. And because of Jesus, I know that I need to be more forgiving towards others that sin and encourage them to confess and repent. Jesus told the woman caught in adultery, neither do I condemn thee, go and sin no more. Now, if Jesus, who was perfect and without sin, did not condemn, who do I think I to be? If I pass condemnation on someone else, because I have experienced Jesus' forgiveness in my own life, I can more readily forgive others. And this has made me a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better pastor. 
all because of Jesus. I'm not perfect, far from it. But I can only begin to imagine how much more sin would fill and destroy my life if it wasn't for Jesus. The angel said, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And Jesus has made a profound difference in my life because he has saved me from so many sins, my own sins. What about you? Yes, what about you? We come to this point so many times on this broadcast. Pastor Layton is always anxious to share Christ and make a change in somebody's life through this radio program. And perhaps the best thing I can do if you're pondering that question, what about you, is suggest that you go to our website, highlands.us, and either give us a call at the phone number listed there or get the details for the Christmas Eve services or the services on a Saturday evening or a Sunday morning and evening. That's highlands.us. Someone is waiting on the other end of the line or at the church to answer your questions. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. And join us at this same time Monday, if you can, for more special Christmas programming as we study verse by verse.